Nigeria Daily, I am Lilian Ogazi. The chasis of a car sits on the tip of a hill with its tires suspended in the air. There are two people in the car, one in front and the other in the back seat. The person in the driver's seat asks his companion, Prof, are we moving? And the passenger answers, I think we should ask the experts. That was a cartoonist impression of the latest request sent to the Senate for approval to borrow more money. The car is Nigeria. The hill is its debt. The driver, obviously, is President Mohamed Dubari, and the passenger is Vice President Yemi Oshibajo, as depicted by Ali Gedam, one of Daily Trust's cartoonists. President Mohamed Dubari asked the Senate to approve $4 billion and 710 million euro in external loans. This was contained in a letter addressed to Senate President Ahmed Lawan and read at plenary on Tuesday. What was the content of the letter? And what is the Senate saying about this? Let's talk to our colleague Abdul Latif Salau, who covers the Senate. The letter specifically is requesting the National Assembly, both the Senate and the House of Representatives, to approve the sum of four billion you know, dollars, you know, seven million euro and $125 million you know, for the federal government to finance critical projects in different sectors of the economy. Actually, this is not the first time you know, the National Assembly will be receiving letters from the president. So owing to the fact that the federal government is claiming that you know, the revenue they are getting from resources, especially you know, oil, has reduced drastically. So the money they are getting is no longer enough to fund the federal budget. So they need to go to fill the gap what exactly is the details of the loan? What do they want to use this money for? And do they have a particular timeline for payment and payment plan? Um, the loan is specifically to fund you know, federal government projects in different sectors of the economy, especially infrastructure, health, agriculture, food security, energy, education, human capital development, and COVID-19 response. The loan specifically is not a loan for the federal government. It's for the state and the federal government. But because it's an external loan, it is only the federal government that will make a request you know, to the Senate to give approval. So during the process of considering the loan or considering the request, the Senate or the National Assembly will now invite all the beneficiaries, that is both the federal government and the state government, to come and defend the reason why they are securing the loan and what they are using the money for, and also get more details about the lenders, I mean, the repayment plan for the loan. So at the moment now, details are sketchy about the repayment plan and the specific project, you know, tied to the loan. Okay, now the opposition have come to kick against this, saying that it's not healthy for the economy the way we have loans here and there borrowing after every other month or after three after every three months. Now, do you think their cry would hamper on the decision of the Senate at some point? Uh, as an opposition party or opposition lawmaker, you need to, you know, let the people know that you are actually there, not as a robust stamp lawmaker, but to criticize whatever decision the ruling party is taking in the National Assembly. But because the ruling party has the majority in the Assembly, so it will be very difficult for the views or for the criticism of the opposition to actually influence the decision of the National Assembly. I'll give you an example. This is not the first time we will be having this series, I mean, this loan request from the federal government. And the committee, that is the Senate Committee on Foreign Debt and Local Debt, 
that will actually consider this loan, that will you know take a look at the details, invite the necessary beneficiaries to you know ask the one or two questions to come and defend the loan. So in that committee, in that panel, we have both APC and PDP. So we have opposition party there. So they all listen to the uh, information given by uh, you know the beneficiaries why we need this loan. So based on that, they will take their position. And you know from previous exercises. You know, the opposition also reason along with the federal government, you know, sometimes, and in some cases, they, try, they tend to criticize, you know, the loan because most especially when the projects that are tied to the loan are not equitably distributed across the country. So that is where you have issues. You know, borrowing the money is not the problem, but using the money for the specific project, you know, tied to the loan. And the siting of the project also matters, also divide the lawmakers. You know, take for example, if you have a project you know to be financed by a loan and this project you know is cited in a particular part of the country and you have a lawmaker on that you know panel considering the loan you know definitely the lawmaker will raise a question that okay ah, this loan is cited in this particular location so the previous one was cited in this particular location there's another loan cited in this particular location so why this specific you know location is also always getting you know, projects, you know, financed by laws. Because they believe that they are there as representative of the people. So they need to speak for their people. If you are borrowing money to execute a particular project, so the project should be equitably distributed across the country. You're saying the opposition, them holding um, a upper hand in this argument is dependent on so many factors. Of right? course, definitely. All right, no problem. Now, finally, before you go, in your opinion, as one who has covered the Senate over time, what do you what do you make of this loans here and there? Seriously, I'm concerned. I'm deeply concerned about the borrowing, you know, which many people have actually said that is not healthy for our economy. So because this money, I mean, these loans are not in interest-free loans. If you calculate the interest attached to this loan, you know that in the next 30 years, in the next 50 years, we are still paying loans. We understand. So, you know, we have a country that is so diverse, you know, full of resources. So the only thing the government needs to do is just to look inward. So we can't continue borrowing to finance our budget. Like the 2021 budget is about 13 trillion. It's 13 trillion. And the federal government is projecting a revenue about 70% to finance the budget. So the remaining 30% will be financed by loans, which is about 5 trillion. And even the 70% is not even certain whether you know, the revenue generated by the federal government will be enough to finance the 70%. So meaning that in this 2021 budget that we are in September now, we have, you know, a few more months to end the year. So the federal government is still borrowing to fund the law, I mean, the, uh, the budget. So in 2021, there's another projection to also borrow another 5 trillion to fund the budget deficit. So we now have a country where we cannot, you know, fund our budget, either small or big, with revenue. That was Abdul Latif Salau, our colleague who covers the Senate. How do Nigerians feel about this new development? Let's go on the streets to find out. Contrary to popular opinion, I do not think that the issue is Nigeria borrowing. It's how we use the money that we borrow. Um, I think the fear for a lot of people is that we're going to reach a point where our external debt is so large that we're not able to service it. And I think it's a legitimate worry. However, uh, our entire debt portfolio is around 33 billion US dollars or so. Um, we owe China about 4.1 billion and uh, most of the other debts are from multilateral corporations, the World Bank, IMF. France, Africa, uh, Africa Development Bank, sorry. That's about 17 or 18 billion or so. The vast majority of the loans that 
the government takes are actually internal from domestic banks. You think of a country like Japan, Japan's debt is 150% of GDP, but they've used the loans that they've created to create an economy that can service that debt and still for provide for the citizens of the country. So I don't think the issue is about how much we're borrowing or at the pace we're borrowing. It's how well are we implementing it? I'll, I'll be speaking as a concerned um, citizen. Um, borrowing is not the problem for me. Um, every country borrows. Uh, Students of political science will tell you the biggest borrowers are it's the United States. But still, um, my main concern is what is the borrowing meant for? What is it being used for? Um, are we just borrowing to finance salaries? Are we borrowing to finance overhead? Are we borrowing to actually uh, maintain our very patrimonial um, high lifestyle? Or are we borrowing to actually make sure that the dividends of democracy gets to the common man on the street. Are we borrowing to put infrastructures uh, in place uh, to uh, for job creations? What actually are we borrowing for? So it's not enough that the government comes up to say we want to borrow. But we have to see a blueprint to say, okay, if I borrow this, this is where I want to put in this money. And they have to be some sort of roadmap to that, to make sure that that is actually actualized. Or some sort of civil society in place to make sure that the entire system of the borrowing system is actually um, what the money is meant for. Those are the voices of Nigerians sharing their thoughts and opinion on the latest request by President Buhari for Senate's approval for more borrowing. You're listening to Nigeria Daily. We'll be going on a short break. Do stay. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's the bearing. A podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily and we're talking about the request by the president to acquire more loans. What impact does this acquisition of loans have on the economy? Ade Folari A. Olamilekon, a political economist and development researcher, speaks on this. Let's listen to him. First and foremost, we have to acknowledge the fact that going by the recent economy meltdown all over the world, reason being that the pandemic era is not yet over. And uh, looking back home, we have a deficit economic structure in Nigeria. We have so much to rely on our petrodollar economy, and this has not been going fine for us in Nigeria. And if you look at it, the rate of revenue generated by government these days is really, and these are actually affected budgeting system. But at the same time, government borrowing, especially the Buhari government, has become a patient for borrowing. And it has become something that Nigerians are worried about. Nigeria has also shown concern about. And as it is, people are asking, 
the ones that have been borrowed earlier and the ones that will be borrowed now, what will it be used for? But the government is coming out to say, okay, most of the money will be used for projects that are in the 2020, 2021 project. Projects will be used for it. But we have to ask, the ones that were used last year, where are the projects? It has to be shown. It has to be visible for Nigerians to see. And that's been a concern. But we have, we have projects like the railway projects. Those are projects mm-hmm. that have been commissioned and are moving that came out from um, previous borrowing that the government had done. Hey, that's okay, but Nigerians are not satisfied with that. You know, one thing you should understand about this borrowing issue is that based on the experience of Nigerians in the past, World Bank, IMF Bank, and the rest of them, and the Paris Club loan that were collected that were later returned, it has become a thing that Nigerians don't believe that when government borrow, it is used for physical and feasible projects. Rather, it ends up in the pockets of individuals. So it has become a concern that Nigerians don't, they have shown a great interest in it, and they are disappointed that at this point in time, federal government is still borrowing. And borrowing for what? The same project that is yet to be completed. So okay. it's, it's a concern. Okay, so with the level of borrowing now, would you say they are being advised, right? Because we're borrowing to finance projects. It means the project cannot be financed by revenue generated in the country. It's a two-way thing. One, borrowing to carry out physical projects. That has a long-term impact, which is good. But borrowing to carry out projects that doesn't have that is more like a consumption project, it becomes an issue. That, that's why Nigerians are angry. In the sense that most of the borrowing that is found out that the federal government is getting involved into, it ends up at the end of the day, the project will continue and it's not end. The railway project you are talking about, they have been borrowing for each of the segments of the railway they are building. But Nigerians are complaining. One has not finished, they are borrowing for the other one. Another one is coming up, they are borrowing for so it becomes a concern. But from the political angle, from the political economic angle, we have, I have to say. That once we need Nigerians need to understand that the revenue comes to the government is building. That's one. Then number two, the issues about budgeting system in Nigeria are some leakages that, that is prone to corruption. So when government borrowed to now fund budgeting system that at the end of the day people are so suspicious about it, it becomes an issue. So we, we may say they have been advised to borrow, but when they borrow, they should make it transparent and feasible and accountable for people to understand what they are borrowed for. And in this case of this new borrowing, Nigerian government should make sure that they tackle the leakages that comes from budgeting system in Nigeria. And that's the advice we need to give to them. Let's talk about the payment plan and how we have most of our revenue generated are being used to service debt. What's your take on the level of debt we've gotten to and how it's going to affect the Nigerian economy, especially in terms of payment plan? It has already started affecting us. Over 60% of our revenue is now going for debt services. Imagine that. So what is left for the government is, is more to tackle the relevant infrastructural deficit that they need to tackle. One of the things that we need to talk about now is how government can revamp industries in Nigeria. And it needs funding. And without that funding, they can't get it done. Now, TSA is there, where government normally accumulate and harmonize all their revenue. TSA is still shielded in corruption. So we are looking out that how government can review the TSA policy and block all the leakages that is there. If they can be done, this will help us to reduce our borrowing level from international funding agencies and the rest of them. And I think and that this will go a long way to help us to, to address some of the internal mechanism of our spending. And this will be a long way to go a long way to help us. That's my suggestion on that. That was Ade Folari Olamilekon, a political economist and development researcher. What long-term impact will this eventually have on the average Nigerian and the Nigerian economy. God bless Nigeria. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we've heard on the show, we say a big thank you.
Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download these and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on bossprouts.com. You can also listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, join the conversation on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.